Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, and I'm here tonight with Bruce McCurdy, master of game grades. Hey, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Uh, hmm. Bruce, that was a, I'm an Oilers optimist. It is hard to be an Oilers optimist tonight. That was a brutal wake-up call for the Edmonton Oilers, for their fans, coaches, management. They went into Calgary, Bruce, and they got stomped. Um, the game was 9-5 to five for the Flames, but at even strength, it was 9-2 uh, to two for the Flames, Calgary Flames, 9-2 to two at even strength. The grade A shots were a little closer, 20 to 18 for the Flames, but the five alarm chances were 12 to 8 for the Flames. So that suggests um, part of this, and we're going to get to this, part of this was goaltending, is what you can say from that, from the closeness of those numbers and the, uh, the scores of, score was further apart than that. Bruce, we'll do. Uh, we'll just try to stay on track here. <laughs> we, may, we may we may have assorted rants um, that that um, you know erupt like a volcano and then um, calm down. Uh, two good things, two bad things, and two numbers. What is your? Let's start with. Let's just start with a good thing, even though that's a hard thing to do. What was your good thing? Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Good thing. Um... Oilers finally solved their special teams woes after losing two games this week because they couldn't manage a single power play goal. Uh, they were able to muster three, three count them, three power play goals in one game for the first time all year, I'm pretty sure, and just five opportunities uh, with uh, Leon Dreisaitl pounding home two of them and setting up the third, uh, which was pounded home by Ryan Nugent Hopkins, his first <coughs> power play goal of the season when that went in i thought well you know maybe they're kind of hanging around here in this game and and uh, calgary can't pull away on them uh so anyway it was weird it was five power plays to four and edmonton had the first five power plays and calgary had the last four and the refs just uh they kind of flipped part way through the game and you knew that it was going to even out a little bit because it invariably does and uh the, the penalty kill somehow came through with uh, uh, doing a pretty decent job, holding Calgary to just uh, four shots on four power plays and none of them uh, none of them goals. So a 3-0 win on special teams that should set the team up for a comfortable win, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and Bruce, beautiful goals in the power play. Mm -hmm. Every All yeah. three of those goals, like, you know, that, that pass, you know, one of the differences with Nugent Hopkins is um, he just seems to find Hyman down low. They seem to work together, um, and and it when they're so when they're working together, suddenly opens up the whole other side of the ice. You know, if if, if it's just always down to Drysaddle, if that's the whole play, put it down to Drysaddle. <coughs> excuse me, on the um, right half wall, and he's the setup man. Well, it's kind of hard for him to be the setup man and the and and the then the trigger man, right? Like the to be the the goal scorer at the end of it all, and that's what seems to happen when Nuge is out of the lineup. So with him there, <clears throat> they have that going for them, and and then on the so on the first goal, that's what we saw. 
him just Nuge making that nice little pass down to Hyman and Hyman making a really, I think this second game in the row maybe, um, where he's mm-hmm. made a really nice pass out to Drysaddle and Drysaddle got on the um, Mangiapane. Good luck covering Leon Drysaddle, you know, with his how broad are Leon Drysaddle's shoulders? Like in terms of puck protection, he's got his shoulders are as broad as an aircraft carrier, and there's no, you know, he just got it and just whammed it in the net. And then uh, McDavid's pass, his backhand dart. Uh, cross ice to Nugent Hopkins was just such a fantastic pass. And then finally, we have kind of McDavid and Drysaddle trading passes. <clears throat> the first pass across from Drysaddle to McDavid was such a great pass. It was so hard. It was like a rocket right through, right, uh, you know, finding the seam. And then McDavid put it back to him and he scored. So this was incredible passing and great play on the power play. So it was kind of exciting. I mean, that that really was a highlight of the game. Oh, yeah. It's pretty easy to pick out as a good thing out of this game, given the other choices. <laughs> My good thing, Bruce, is it was still a one-goal game heading into the third period. And about um, two and a half minutes into the third period, there was an absolutely fantastic Oilers attack. Duncan Keith, um, as he as he does quite often, got the puck and just re- fired it so quickly up ice and uh, to McDavid. Just a great breakout pass. McDavid goes in and he puts it over to Pugliarvi, who then makes another great pass, setting up Kane. Kane gets off a really, really good shot. And somehow Markstrom saves that one. And that was the game. That save, it turned out, was the game. And it had the feel of that. Like, even before Calgary scored, it's like, man, you don't score there. <clears throat> that is such a great chance. Mm-hmm. And then Calgary comes right down and, and scores. Um, yeah. They scored 20 seconds later. And um, I just really. My wife, that's all she wrote. Right there. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I think I wrote that in the in the comment. Even bef- I don't know if I wrote it before the goal was scored, but I, that's that's how I felt about it. That was the game um, at that at, in that moment um, on our uh, grade A game sheet where we discuss the game back and forth as it's going on. Um, yeah, so Bruce, that was such a great play, and it would have been if they had scored. Who knows what happens then? You know, um, it's not it's not like the Oilers deserved a win here um, or a point or anything like that. But they were they were hanging in there, and that was their last you know, chance, last chance gas, and they just couldn't put it in the net. And full credit to Markstrom. He was the he was the best goalie in the net of the three, and he made a fantastic save. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one when Calgary came down and scored. Uh, it wasn't just uh, you and, and, and me that figured that was the game. And apparently it was the Edmonton Oilers uh, because they – they basically bailed on the third period after that. I thought they were wretched in the third period. They gave up. A, uh, that was their one grade A shot was the one Kane couldn't bury. And then the Calgary had nine in a row. Down nine the grade A shots. Game. And yeah. they outshot Edmonton 16 to four in the third period. And I think they may have won 100% of the puck battles. Sure seemed like it. Uh, and it was like Edmonton couldn't do anything right, and the crowd was singing "We Want 10, you know. And, and uh, oh, I hope that uh, I I hope that rings in the Oilers' ears that "We Want 10. 
that should be their that should be their motto the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. The Oilers think about that every when you wake up in the morning. The Calgary Flames, you know, crowd singing that chorus, and how bad that felt. Just never forget that, and use that as fuel to to be better, to be a better team, a better defensive team. Um, because this this was it was a really a travesty of uh, defensive hockey from the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> which brings us to our bad things, Bruce. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad thing is that that was a travesty of defensive hockey by the Oilers. <laughs> uh, I mean, you stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm probably guessing that many in the audience may have seen this one coming. Uh, <laughs> this was as putrid a defensive performance as honestly I can remember uh, in long, 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 long time, like years. Of, uh, of where they just gave up one ten bell chance after another. The defense, uh, well, the forwards were never back. They were outnumbered all the time. I think they gave up six odd man rushes in the first period, uh, including the breakaway that tied the game one to one and sort of was the first one that turned things in Calgary's favor. Edmonton had actually scored in the first half minute of the game, and. That was their only lead that they had because uh, Calgary came back with three and they went back and forth a bit. But every time Edmonton scored, they'd give one back in right away. And I thought the defense was brutal. It's brutal. Darnell Nurse had a horrible game. Cody Cece had a horrible game. Evan Bouchard had some absolutely horrible plays. Um, <clears throat> and really, you know, among the among the defense, they're they're. There just wasn't anywhere near enough battles won or good decisions made. And the forwards were, were little to no help on far too many plays. And the goalies were left to their own devices and they couldn't come up with the saves. I mean, Mikko Koskinen gave in five goals on 12 shots. And I was kind of feeling sorry for him because they were either unstoppable drives or else, you know, he, he did make a save and, and his defenseman kicked the rebound into the net. You know, it was that kind of game that uh, whatever could go sideways, it would. And it, uh, uh, I mean, we could go through the nine goals, David, but I don't know that we have an hour in this podcast that we want to go through goal by goal, the kind of mistakes that went in. But, uh, I mean, I'm thinking of one play where uh, Evan Bouchard, I mean, I don't want to single people out. This was a 20-man loss. But this one play where Johnny Goodrow and, and Evan Bouchard seemed to be in good position on him in the neutral zone, and they just kind of left Goudreau to skate past him. And uh, then uh, uh, Calgary generated one shot. The pass came back right through. It's uh, kind of slow. It looked like Bouchard <clears throat> had a fairly easy play to clear the puck, and he, he was unable to negotiate contact, as Danny Gallivan used to say. And then he comically kind of fell down and slid in towards the net while the Calgary forward buried oh, yeah. shot. And it was just, you know, three for a dollar. Like three things went horribly wrong for Evan in, in about five seconds there. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, what was he trying to do was the question that I really couldn't answer to my satisfaction. <clears throat> you can see there's a plan and it just didn't work. That's one thing, but. What was the plan in this game? Not, not, not just that goal, all game. What was the plan? What what you'll often see and what I think happened to Bouchard on that play is once a defenseman makes a first horrible play, 
as Bouchard did losing the battle for the puck. At that moment, he becomes transfixed on the puck and starts pucks, puck watching it. And, um, and that's what he did. And, and then he, so he couldn't block out the pass. Like he, he could have easily made a good play to block out the pass. If that had been his focus, right? If he'd been looking to that, take the man, <laughs> look for the trailer. But he just started puck watching and um, went right through him. If I was to pick on one, it's the next goal. It comes about two minutes later. Mm-hmm. And Edmonton's trying to break out. McDavid kind of tips the puck up, and Leon has a chance, and he he can't he can't get it, can't stop the putt pass down low. But um, Barry is too deep, and Nurse is too high, so mm-hmm. Tyson Barry is kind of hanging back, and he is, so he allows the pass across, and Darnell Nurse is just way out of position, Bruce. He is way out of position, and there's I think it's Kachuk, if I'm not mistaken, in front of the net. Um, wide open because Darnell Nurse has decided to join the rush when there really wasn't a rush and he's abandoned his position. He's he's just, he's in no, he's in the red light zone, not covering anyone, not blocking a passing lane. And, you know, I wrote a a blog post this week about his defensive slump, you know, look, basing it on our, our numbers, right? Where for a year and a half to give him credit, Against tough competition in in the top pairing role, he was doing okay defensively. I mean, he's not Chris Pronger, but he's pretty darn he's he's okay in that role, which is saying something because it's a really hard thing to do, playing the best players on the opposition team game in game out. But in the last two months, Bruce, he's really struggled, and this this play kind of typified it because it's it seems to be it's all about the reads that he's making. He's I don't know mentally fatigued. Or just in a, trying to do, like, you know, the typical comment, trying to do too much with Nurse. That's what it seemed like on that play, right? He's trying to join the rush instead of just taking care. Just take playing a steady physical defensive game and moving the puck, keeping it simple. He's not. And um, it's just causing, you know, 30 40% more mistakes on grade-A shots per game than he usually makes. And that's adding up over time. My bad thing this game is the goaltending. And it's not that the goaltenders were horrible on any of the goals against. It's not that there was nine goals against us, a lot of goals against us. It's not that that. It's that they didn't make a save. Like they really, you got, you have got to do better. Seven of the nine goals were on what I call five alarm chances. They've got a 33% chance of going in. These are the hardest shots to stop. Seven of the nine goals. The Flames, as we said before, had 12 such shots, right? So you're expecting, I guess, four goals, right? Then they had eight more grade A shots. So you're expecting a couple more goals. So the expected goals, I think, according to my own calculation, would be about six in this game for the Flames. But there were nine. And um, you just... What you need is what Markstrom gave the team early in the third period. And you need it again and again. Um, if you're going to win a game like this where the other team's really going hot, your your goalie's got to come up with a spectacular game. And they didn't come close. They, 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 they did have really hard shots against them, yeah. but there wasn't the big saves that the Edmonton Oilers need. 
there wasn't the big saves that a team that's going to succeed in the playoffs needs to to win these games. So, you know, it's a roller coaster ride with the goalies because sometimes you start to think, oh, Koskinen's going to get it. And and um, of the two goalies, I actually think he didn't look as bad as Smith. I was actually surprised when they pulled him. Um, I didn't think he was up into the, he, like he hadn't made a save, but maybe maybe it was a bit of a mercy yeah, call. Almost no chance on most of them. I, I, mean, I agree. To, to yeah. their credit, I mean, Calgary, when they did get the chances, they absolutely buried them. You know, one time oh, he's right in under the crossbar. Suffer. Like I Gun- say, the one time Koskinen did make a save and it went off a nurse's skate in him. Yeah. Johnny Gerdau was put on a show tonight, man. He was oh, he fantastic. Was that's as that's as strong as I've seen him play in years. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked like he would be that player every you know, season after season when he first came up, and then he's tapered off. But man, he is playing well. He looked fantastic. And um he ate the Oilers alive. He was the best player on the ice by by quite a bit, I thought. Anyway, like so the Oilers goalies, um, they didn't get any help. And in the end, Smith started to be his own worst enemy with you know, bad re- rebounds and turnovers and and mistakes that he made. And being too far back in the net, which seems, again, to be a feature of his game rather than a bug. This is how he plays it. And uh, we know the strategy. It's it's so if they make a pass, you're, you're more able to get over there and make the save and have longer to see the puck, longer to see the shot. That's how I, I, I understand that strategy of being a little further back in the net. But, man... There's, there's in the last two goals, it just felt like if he had been a little further out, he, he makes both those saves. So there's a trade-off there, and he didn't seem to work out. Yeah, the eight-five goal, which was sort of really the, you know, seven-five, and you know, like I say, the Oilers yeah. didn't have much after seven-five. But if they'd have got one, maybe they're back in it. But eight-five, you know, there's no chance. Done. Yeah. That was, a, you know, it was a decent chance, and it was a decent shot by. Uh, Michael Backlund, uh, but it wasn't like he didn't perfectly pick the corner. He put it maybe six inches inside the post, and Smith was like on the goal line, doing the big lunge across the net trying to stop it. And he didn't get. <clears throat> and playing deep and lunging is, you know, that's the Mike Smith from two years ago. It's nothing like the one that we saw last year that uh, Ken Holland thought he was signing to a two-year extension last summer. So. Yeah, it it didn't give me a lot of confidence with Smith. Like the confidence with Smith has been pretty low all year, and um, that that game didn't help me. And again, Bruce, I don't know. I think they, I still think, and many people think this. They they should be giving Skinner a call and seeing if that can work. I think they know probably by now. They definitely know what they have in Koskinen which is a goalie who can help them win some games now and then. And um, maybe in a rotation can help your team win. But they don't really know. And I think they know what they have in Smith, a goalie who's going to struggle to find his form all year. And at this point, it's going to be, it's unlikely that he really starts to fire on all cylinders as the goalie that he was last year. So maybe they're just thinking, well, we'll just stick with them and keep fingers crossed, and that's our best bet. But is it? Is that their best bet, or is it not to to call up the younger? And he's not that young. He's 23. Um, he's got a lot of pro experience. He's had a ton of success this year in the HL. Sometimes goalies like that, Bruce, 
catch fire and, and can help your team win in the playoffs. Is he not the best bet? Skinner? Skinner, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's Andy Moog of 1981 at this point. Yeah. First of all, you got to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I'm feeling, I was starting to feel confident about that. Right now, my confidence has been fairly shattered. The Oilers did not look like an NHL team in that game. They did not defend <laughs> like an NHL team. And they got blown out by a very good NHL team that just picked apart, picked them into just shredded them into 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 small pieces defensively. And Jay Woodcroft, he was pretty uh, he was pretty circumspect after the game about the defensive play. And when somebody did try and point the fingers at the goaltending for not making enough saves, and he said, No, we lost that one as a team. All twenty guys played and all twenty of us weren't good enough. And that was and that's a, I would agree with that. That's yeah. that's exactly right. That is exactly. Yeah. A couple of the lines actually didn't do that bad. I don't know. Um, like the McDavid line, I don't know if they got scored on. And and Nuge's <laughs> Nuge's line, um, they were okay. No, they they, they it was the other lines. Okay. Um, I think. Anyway, um, wait till we get to the numbers, David. I've got some. All right. <laughs> Uh, what is your number, Bruce? And eye popping. My numbers are all dash figures <clears throat> from tonight's hockey game. These are Oilers uh, minus figures, and these are our top line guys, first pairing guys mostly. Uh, Cody CC minus five in that game. Zach Hyman minus three. Uh, Darnell Nurse minus four. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl minus four. Four points and minus four. That's pretty hard to do. His line was really bad defensively. Of course, he got uh, all the three of his points on the power play, so no pluses for those. And but that means he was, he got one beauty um, breakaway goal uh, at even strength. So that means he must have been on the ice for five goals against. Evander Kane minus four, Connor McDavid minus four. They all got lit up. Edmonton's top six got blown apart. Uh, by contrast, Calgary's first line, Goodrow, Kachuk, and Lindholm, that already were like plus-minus leaders in the NHL and in the plus-40s, they all went plus-four in this game, and they absolutely owned it. And they, you know, and Edmonton was at sixes and sevens, as the English soccer guys say. Oh, my <clears throat> oh my Yeah. I, I was mistaken. McDavid did make a mistake on a goal against. That's what I was taught. Like, I... Oh, yeah. Um, goals? Yeah, okay. yeah, I was thinking about who made the mistakes on the goals, but McDavid did actually make one. He um, l- allowed a shot uh, into the slot to an open man. Barry allowed the pass uh, in the late in the first goal right out yeah. 15 seconds after the 2 1 goal, and the pass went right into the slot. And yeah, he pounded that one home. Backland, he put it right under the crossbar one timer, like. Just yeah. about unstoppable, but well, it was this... unstoppable because nobody was covering the guy. Yeah. It's a sobering moment for Dry Settle, McDavid, and Nurse. They're the leaders of this team. And they've they've got to play better. They got outplayed by the uh, their, uh by their counterparts on the Calgary Flames. Well, um McDavid, so yeah. Dry and Nurse were all minus four, as was Evander Kane. Minus Ooh. four. That's Edmonton's top players. 
So Bruce, uh, I, I checked into something, my number is something that you were curious about. <clears throat> so in the first, the second Flames goal, I think, yeah. Um, Kosk, the Flames come down, Koskinen, there's a bad pinch by Cody Ceci. And then there's a bad read by Nurse himself. He's not in the middle of the ice. He's way over on the side and allows the pass into the middle. And um, there's a great shot. And Koskinen makes a fantastic save. Just a great save. And uh, so he did make he did make one really great save there. And then Nurse, it goes in off Nurse's skate, I think. Is that it? Into the net. Right into the net. So this is the, um, this is the ninth time that a that a grade a shot has come to the Oilers net bouncing off nurse and four of them have ended up as goals so um that's this season so i was thinking like how have the other players done nurses made nine such miss uh had nine such miscues cc's had two keith's had one bouchard's had three and barry's had four so um combined those those are the five players who have the most ice time and that's uh 10 for the other guys combined and nine for nurse now you what you could say is nurses just had really crap luck bat much worse luck than these other guys I, and i think that's probably the strongest take from that i don't think there's something in particular that darnell nurse is doing necessarily now you may disagree with that but i just think this is really a signal of bad luck as much as anything interestingly bruce the other players who have had 10 seven of them mm-hmm. excuse me not seven eight of them have ended up in the net so nurses had four of these deflections in front of the net and four of them have gone in the other players have had 10 and eight of them have ended up in the net so it's just it's kind of bad luck and then sometimes it goes in the net and sometimes it doesn't and it's kind of random um in terms of of both things or maybe there is something, you know, that Nurse is doing. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it sure happens to him a lot. That puck, you know, he's so low, close to the net, and the puck comes into the crease and it hits his skate and it goes on net. And I know there's been some really good saves off of plays like that at times. Yeah. And, you know, and, and crucial saves late in games a, a couple times that uh, goalie somehow came up with a stop. Well, that didn't happen in this one. But. And all I know is it keeps happening to him, which is why I suggested looking it up on our in our codes because we code all these things. And yeah. So I'm not at all surprised that he has more by far than anyone else on the team. It just seems to he's a puck magnet or something. He usually hits him in the in the skate. And goes in. I hope he turns it around, man. They they need Darnell Nurse to bring his A game. They just need that so desperately right now to to to. To play like he did at the start of the year, like to to essentially cut the mistakes he's making on grade A shots in half right now, Bruce. That's what they need from him. That's what he's got to do down the stretch here. He's got to figure it out, got to get it together. And I don't know what that's going to take, but um, maybe receiving a one or two grade from the Cult of Hockey uh, game game grader will be... (laughs) Some inspiration. Well, he, got a, he got a two the last game I graded, the one that they blew in the last five minutes against um, Dallas the other night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and there were specific plays there that he got burned on. Well, tonight he played, he didn't play all that much. He played 19 minutes and 33 seconds. That's his least of the season, I'm pretty sure. He had only yeah. one of the game below 20 minutes, and I think it was like 1958 or something. So at even strength, uh, he played 15... 
45. Oilers attempted 11 shots. Calgary attempted 30. Uh, and goals were 0 4 4 against, of course. Scoring chances, according to Natural Statics, 6 <clears throat> 17 against. And Darnell himself had zero shots on net. And he just didn't seem to have much positive impact. Sometimes he has high event games where he makes stuff happen at the good end, or, you know, and stuff, less good stuff happens at other times. Well, tonight, there wasn't a lot of good stuff happening. And. They split up that pairing and they put him with Barry quite a bit rather than CeCe, but CeCe kept getting lit up on a different pair. Oh, geez, he had a rough game. And I see the only two plus players were Duncan Keith and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who who I think by my eye were probably the best two players. I like Keith's game in a lot of ways. Like, So the Oilers defensemen, Nurse, Bouchard, and CeCe, we all tagged so far in preliminary ratings as responsible for three goals against each. They made major mistakes on goals against. Um, Kulak and Barry were culprits on two goals against each, and Keith just on one. So, and he was plus one. Nuge and Nuge has come back, he's just flying out there. So, and we're still discussing the one where it was a three on two, and both CC and Nurse backed off, and yeah, backed off, and backed off, and the guy just came right into the middle of the slot and fired it into the net. Well, it was a drop pass to him, and and um, that's a tough, and it was kind of a high slot shot, like I. And they have to block the passing lanes. I I didn't think there was a heck, heck of a lot they could have done to stop that, if, other than have a forward maybe back check and catch up yeah, and catch that, help. catch the trailer. Would that yeah. would that have helped them? Yeah, or a, a goalie making the save would help. Or a goalie make the save breakdown, but seeing yeah. the defense just back in and back in and back in while the guy is closing in and picking his spot and hitting it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I take your point. <sighs> I think you have a point. Too. I think it's like one of those coin flip ones. Like it's, I'm a defenseman, so I think, ah, oh, geez, that's such a tough play. Like you're yeah, just hung up to dry because you got to, you got to try to stop the pass, right? You can't, you can't go if you the second you lunge towards the guy, he's just going to put it over to the other guy and he's going to score. So you're kind of, you know, what you're trying to do is the on an odd man rushes, turn the shooter, turn the guy with the puck into the shooter and not have him make that dangerous pass and the goalie takes the shooter right that's how it works well the goalie took the shooter and he didn't stop him so that's that's my defense of those two characters on that play anyway yeah just a tough (laughs) what a horrible game bruce what a horrible game (sighs) is this is this like the third act like the low point of the season and it's just good from here on in man (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought things were starting to turn around. Then this week they went one, two, and one, and you know they lost a couple of tough ones. And, you know, one in overtime in Colorado. Looked like they, you know, Dallas. They were kind of running on fumes a little bit, and they uh, looked they were in position to win, and they let it get away with a couple of egregious oh. blunders in the last yeah. five minutes. And to the, tonight they were just making those kind of yeah. blunders more or less all night long. And you know the Winnipeg was just jailbreaking on them. Yeah, and the win against San Jose was kind of a weird win. Like it was just such, such a tepid game. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see what's next, Bruce. The orders. I don't want to make an excuse for them. They have played a lot of hockey though oh. in the last month or whatever That's since out. the since the uh, since the COVID break. You know that that they had there. They've been just going and going and going, and so but so is Calgary. So is all these. Teams, so have all these teams. And um, here we are. Well, let's see. We got we got uh, what's 
how many games left? 16? Yes. 16 games left. So it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, we're, they're going to 16. It's a lot of games, a lot of tough games ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh, I look forward to better nights than this one. Well, yeah. I guess there was, I mean, Leon got a hat trick in this game. We didn't mention that really. Hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Finally got a hat trick. He had like 14 two goal games or something. He finally got the third one. But nowhere near enough. He could have had a double hat trick, and they still would have come up short. So, anyway, they they uh, I'm going to the game Monday against the Coyotes, and uh, it's my first game in quite a while actually. Uh, and so, looking forward to seeing them play live, but hopefully better than this. Because I bought it. I hardly ever buy tickets. Cause, you know, we're we're busy doing the video review. This year. Yeah. I, I got the Vegas game coming up in mid-April um, yeah. on the Easter weekend. So um, that's the that's the game I'm going to go to. I'm looking forward to it. My son, Jack, is in town from uh, Victoria. He's a huge Oilers fan. So, um, and my daughter, Belle, is somewhat of an Oilers fan. So she, but she loves hockey. So we're all going to go. Alrighty, Bruce. Speaking of Vegas, they came from a three-goal deficit today to win. Chicago had them down 3 nothing. Going into the third period, oh. and they couldn't hold the lead, and they lost in overtime. The Donov, the guy that they got stuck with at the trade deadline, he scored the winner for them in overtime. So you know, come out smelling like a rose like that, you know. But uh, uh, Vancouver won, but Dallas lost because they were playing each other. So that was the only help Oilers got was from sort of from Vancouver, and. Uh, Minnesota won that with the Oilers might be in the wild card race, and LA Kings won tonight. And so the Oilers dropped two points to basically almost all of the teams that they're in. So tonight was just absolutely terrible, no matter how you slice it, right? I think if you play that rotten of a game, you get a little help on the out of town scoreboard, it doesn't sting so bad. Nope, that didn't happen either. And the Cubs threw a lead and lost in overtime in the AHL. So. I'm glad it's done. It should like it's good to have these moments in life where things really feel bad because that's a huge fuel um, to do Hope better. So. Hope so. I want to see a whole lot more pride out of this team than I felt like I was seeing in the third period of this game. Like I really did think that they kind of just dropped out of the game down the stretch, and that's more discouraging than anything. Yeah. Alrighty, Bruce. Let's leave it there. Okay. Thanks for talk, talking tonight. I wish we could. I got to write grain grades about that thing now. So, way yeah, to good go. luck. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Been on, been on a bit of a losing streak lately. So, oh well. It's not, it's not your fault. Just it's like only, those no, pucks no, no, collecting it off Darnell Nurse aren't his fault, man. Right. Just keep it short. <laughs> All you have to do, you got nine things to write about the nine goals against, and, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. All right. Thanks, Bruce. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.